Hey, everybody. Welcome to I Don't Like Murder. I'm Rita, and this is my co-host, Jenny. Hey, Jenny. Hi, Rita. Hey, so we've got a great uh, case to talk to you about today. But first, I want to talk to you something um, about something that's exciting for the I Don't Like Murder channel. Now, Jenny and I have a company together that um, we have a channel and that we were going to post all the different shows that we're um, creating under it. But then we also thought each show should have its own channel. So a couple of weeks ago, we opened the I Don't Like Murder channel. And uh, this past week, we have our first subscriber. Now, it may seem small to you because people have millions of subscribers, but we are just at the beginning of this journey and we're just, Jenny and I are doing it all ourselves. I'm editing, Jenny's doing the website and the social media promotion. I'm trying to figure out uh, the thumbnails and, and uh, work behind the scenes. And then at the same time, bring you these cases that we um, enjoy looking at beyond just what the all just what we see in the media or um, on Dateline. So I just asked ask some questions about crime. So for that one subscriber who we don't know who you are, thank you for watching. Thank you for everyone who's watching. We're getting lots and lots of views with very little if no promotion. And, um, and that's slowly going to be changing. We'll be uh, having We've got a lot of social media that we haven't opened up yet, and but um, we're super excited, right, Jenny? Yes, thank you. Welcome to our channel. Yay! Welcome, 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 and uh, please comment, subscribe, like all the YouTube stuff uh, that helps to build the channel. Um, and, and again, we're at the very beginning of our journey. We're learning lots. We thought, well, maybe our family and friends will see it, but we're seeing lots and lots of people are seeing it just because through the rotation of YouTube. So we're super excited. So again, to our very first subscriber, yay. This is, I think, our sixth or seventh video that we've done. So we're super excited and um, to have you along the journey. Tell your friends and family, subscribe, have fun, yes. have more people watch this. <laughs> so awesome, super excited. So today's case is about the very famous uh, Scott Peterson. Now, Scott Peterson uh, was convicted of the murder of his wife, Lacey Peterson. And so um, you could, there is our copious amounts of videos and articles and books all about this murder and all the details of the murder. What I thought um, would be interesting today is for Jenny and I to talk about some key points. Um, and it has a lot to do with what happens when a local news story becomes a national media story um, from kind of the beginning to the end of when a cable news station and a court TV station and a, a small town in Northern California is inundated with press and then the celebrity of the crime. So uh, one interesting thing about this case is it's the town is about 35 miles away from me. And so I was able to experience the local part of it from the be beginning of when Lacey Peterson disappeared to when it became this media frenzy circus. And so I'd like to talk under the kind of the, the point of the monetization of crime or murder. Monetization of murder or yeah. crime. So, and pretty much that's what really um, a lot of the, our, talks are about is kind of the celebrity, what brings it to our attention, why some cases and other cases 
So I just wanted to go um, and just ask those questions and talk to Jenny about it because I think it's really interesting. So ready to go? Ready to go, ready. Jenny? Here we yes, go. Excited. So the case is about really about Lace, the disappearance of Lacey Peterson. And um, I, I'm, there's so much information with this and we're not gonna go through all the details because the, uh, a lot of articles I've been reading up about all these different angles to the articles, to the case, but it's really focused on the media and the money uh, making potential of a crime and who gets picked and why. And so talk to you a little bit about the town um, how small it is compared to, um, you know, the Bay Area. Well, it's in the Bay Area in the Central Valley, but um, I had to take some key notes because there's so much information. So if I turn my head away, it's because I don't have a teleprompter because I'm not fancy, because we're not fancy, right, Jenny? <laughs> we're not fancy. <laughs> we're not fancy. So, and here's the amazing thing too, depend, for all you youngsters out there, Lacey disappeared um, or her disappearance was reported on 122402 almost 20 years ago wow or a little under 19 20 years is a long time and it's such a big case it seems like it's right you know you say scott peterson people's like mm, we know who he is yeah. um and newsflash so i'm i live in the bay area in a small little agriculture town uh, scott peterson now lives in san quentin which is about 50 miles from me <laughs> And, um, but the, and then the interesting part of seeing it locally and then watching the investigation unfold, it, he came through my town, it was all over the news. And, and then, so it's wild when you know, it's just like, um, so Jenny, um, I'm not from your state, I'm only familiar with some key towns, but if, but if someone said, oh, the next town over, the next town over, you'd know exactly where that's at, where yeah. a lot of people wouldn't. So it's really wild to go, oh, he rented a car in my town. How interesting is that? <laughs> then every every uh, newspaper and and media known to man, you know this little standalone or <laughs> rental car company. There's people taking pictures, watching people going in and out. It's just it was amazing. But getting back to the story, so it was um, Scott. Um, the last uh, time that Lacey was seen was on the 23rd of December. She was with her mom, and then. Scott reported the last time he saw her was the morning of Christmas Eve, 02, 2002, who ends up calling uh, the police to report a disturbance was later in the afternoon. People said they, Scott said he saw her that morning, later in the afternoon. It was um, her stepfather who called into the police. And that's what started, of course, the disappearance investigation. So. At the time, Lacey was 20, only 27 years old. She was eight months pregnant and she was the wife of Scott Peterson. That's really all we knew. She just disappeared. Mm -hmm. She's young, pretty, and pregnant with the first child. So um, they had been married for five years. First child's on the way. They lived in the small little agriculture town of Modesto. So Modesto is, well, it's twice the size of my small little town, but it is, it's in Central Valley. It's about 95 miles east of San Francisco. I live about 60 miles east of San Francisco. Um, but again, uh, most of California's agriculture that people don't realize, but they are, um, Modesto is right in the cent center of a huge 
um, amount of farm rich land. So when you think when the, when you think Central Valley here, you think grow, 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 <laughs> dirt, 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 <laughs> and lots and lots of commerce from, it's just a really agricultural rich place. So, and it has a lot of similarities to my town, except it's twice the size and twice the, the amount of people, but it's a very large inhabited city for a little bit of over 200,000 people. Um, and it's one of the, I think 17th on the list of cities because uh, there's a lot of small towns in California. But the big thing is um, it's just a big agriculture, um, agricultural town. And then the other thing, like I said, is I live close to it. And so I was able to kind of see and experience kind of a, so you think of your local news. That's what mainly people watch. They don't watch cable news, but your local news, you get the word of a disappearance. You see pictures of four or five people, more family get members gathering as time goes on. And then within two days, it's all over local news. And then once cable started to pick it up, then there was thousands of people out. Uh -huh. key points to this whole thing when the media comes to a small little town and that's why I wanted to talk about talk about the differences of of it's not New York City it's not San Francisco it's not Los Angeles <laughs> um when a tiny little town it's not used to that kind of uh, attention then I just I have questions in terms of the overall pictures of the ju judicial system in terms of not necessarily what the crime is, because we, like I said, you can go through and all these reasons why he looks guilty circumstantially. But the, the big thing is, what about this case that made whoever communicated this up? So we've got local media, we've got comms directors in the police department. Um, but the thing that is always in the back of my mind is, if you look about missing person cases, there's about 200,000 a year. So wow. someone gets called in, you know, but someone's missing. We usually hear that someone is reported missing after the crime. When we watch a show about mm -hmm. the, the parents, you know, called the teenager in missing, they were trying to determine if it was a runaway versus this. Yeah. But if you look at it from the point of view of 200,000, what, what about this case created the media circus that it did? Yeah. Lots and lots of analysts say it, um, and there was a really great article years ago in Vanity Fair that said it was the perfect Hollywood story, tabloid story. Mm -hmm. Young, beautiful wife, pregnant with the first child. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, everyone was just horrified because of that connection. Young mother, yeah. gone, um, disappeared. <clears throat> and then, of course, as it started to unfold with the affair, you know, the girlfriend nobody knew about, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Then it becomes, that's it. It, it, yeah. this is, it, it writes the book. Um, but yeah, so the, the thing is, is that you look at why would cable news, uh, HLN was kind of being created part of it, but part of the cable news network instead of court TV, a whole new channel went into place. And then that went right to the Jody Arias case, all these big high pro profile things. And yeah. most people I'm sure know that content on TV, YouTube, anything, it's really meant to um, advertise on. Yeah. So, right. So 
these the the need for the for a story to take bring in as many eyes as possible is great but then you tie it into here's a case that's really really truly being investigated in real time and now the media is converging on this small little country town mm. and they're now kind of integrated into the investigation not you know i'm sure the police don't want them there 24 7 but all of a sudden someone will say i knew i saw him i think a car instead of calling the police with the tips you know the mm -hmm. media is, yeah. is going through the garbages and you know who knows what and there's all of these cases of uh you know all the things that look suspect he sold the car you know within a week before they knew she was Pat, you know, that she's shown up in the yeah. ocean, right? On the side of the water. Well, then they go to the guy who buys the car and a, a media organization tries to offer him money to take pictures of inside the car or to buy the car from him or the guy who bought the house after everything was said and done. There's still so much to be, you know, because you can't just walk in somebody's house and take pictures. Yeah. But then the person, you, I guess you could if someone knocked on the door to say, can I take pictures? But yeah, the person who but. bought the house is like, you're not getting it for free. So it's all this <laughs> from this incredible, terrible tragedy. It that that's what I mean about the monetization is that um is it okay, so that's that part. Is that so when a small when a, a huge national media presence gets in on the investigation, what does that mean for the actual fairness of of the investigation or what they bring up to trial oh that's a good question i'm sure mm. it's i'm sure it creates a huge struggle for law enforcement mm -hmm. to try to do their job right and for, for the reasons right. you said because that the media is beating them to these people so if we think about a lot of the reason my opinion only why youtube is so youtube podcasts alternate from tv as we know as standard or legacy media as they call it why it's so popular is because pretty much you're you can't be sure of it because it's like you know sometimes life is boring and it's like there was a fire at the wherever elks club <laughs> and then well we got a that that's it there was a fire the police came i mean the fireman came and burned it down <laughs> but that doesn't fill up a lot of time so now we have to have yeah. a, a expert in x club fires and then somebody who <laughs> you know um was an ex uh, fireman who knows exactly who could have said it versus then we have a fire specialist and then we have all the all you have to do is say fire and elks and you've just yeah. you know packed in an hour so that's what was happening with the scott peterson lacey peterson case is that mm -hmm. so uh there's stories of for real it's like uh they were so the journalists media producers so desperate for info they'd have a source in the police department they'd have a source at the court they were able to unseal documents and then there's this one story about how they unsealed the documents because of course Lacey's um remains uh washed up on the shore in the in the Berkeley marina and then a little bit later the baby did yeah. And so there was some, and the, the judge said, because this case is out of control, everything that comes in just gets sealed. Well, somebody in the court, un, you know, um, leaked it 
to, to a, pretty, a pretty prominent legal media person. Mm-hmm. And they spent days and days and days talking about how they noted something in the autopsy of the baby that could have been, because they thought the baby just was released based on being in the water for so long from the mother. And yeah. now they're thinking maybe the baby was taken out and murdered before this whole thing. Had no basis in anything other than <laughs> day after day after day of all of these analysts and pundits reviewing mm-hmm. like this one picture because the case is, is a lot of different, you know, things. Yeah. But, you know, and just when we look at the fairness, we talk about juries and what they get and what they don't get. When a case gets this big and little bits and pieces just get so inflamed. And again, like I gave the example of the fire in the Elks Club. Mm-hmm. Is that someone says an autopsy? Okay, well, let's have, you know, a forensic specialist on who's going to talk about in their opinion, because everything's their opinion, because they're not yeah. they're not in the investigation. But then what was interesting about this case, there's three different um, law enforcement uh, comms departments that are, you know, that that the media is um, making their wheels and deals with. Somebody's a yeah. source. So so then you think was part of the media's job to get out certain information to steer the case in terms of the guilt of the husband towards it. Mm. Now there was a lot of stuff, but yeah. Yeah. The fact that in the end, the lead detective on it wrote a book that says, I knew with the first 33 questions that he was guilty. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, <laughs> so that's, that's like, that's sensational. Everybody agrees with it. There's enough whatever it is yeah but then but, right that go ahead oh th- that also to me him saying that it also leads to the question of was there confirmation bias in your investigation mm-hmm. which in this case yeah i'm certain that he was correct but that's not every case i i think that most my opinion but I think that most investigators would have their idea of who did it, what happened or whatever, very quickly. I know I would, right? but then that leads to confirmation bias. So, so then, and then just because uh, like we've said before, we're connoisseurs of the crime. It's like, okay, the husband did it. Yeah. Okay. The it's wife always did the it. Husband. It's always the husband. <laughs> Or, yeah. <laughs> or then you learn things like, okay, you know what the, the, the biggest risk to pregnant women at the end of the pregnancy is the husband. Yeah. Cause that's the only way yeah. he can solve it. Right. So, mm-hmm. so you start to tie in kind of your experience in, in your crime show um, <laughs> thing, but what, yes. so it's, it's such a, it takes it to the level of surreal though, when it becomes like a circus Yeah, because there's so many clips of people, and I, I think it also has to do with my bias towards the media as well, is that I don't even, it, everybody says that maybe, that could have, it's possible if, yeah. which is not any yeah. information, it's just no. your opinion, right? So, yeah. and yet, and, and so, but probably 20 years ago when this whole thing went down, I was riveted to the case too, because yeah. the little detective in my brain was saying, well, that looks weird. Now, why yeah. would he do that? Why would he drive from his town to my town to rent a car? Because yeah. he didn't realize they put a 
GPS on them and they were following them. And so then it was, and, but then, but, but the, the tie-in for me and which I'll never know for sure, just, I can only ask question is, questions is the, the police or the, the investigative team and the media, they do go hand in hand because they need each other. They need, mm-hmm. you know, to say, help me find, the, you know, somebody. And yeah. yet, so they've got to do this whole give and take. And so the police is saying, I'm going to, you know, I'll trade with you this information, keep mm-hmm. this quiet and do this. But then if the police are working with the prosecutor. How fair is it to be on this level? For, because just say, can you get, can you get a, um, a jury that's not tainted? Well, in this case, they, the judge said in Modesto, yeah. you can't, they moved it no. to the Bay area. I mean, you know, to the city because the judge yeah. said it's too tainted because it wasn't just the news coverage. It was the entire town was inhabited mm-hmm. and then everybody was making money. Everybody, yeah. you know, the friend, third over cousin, brothers you know you know ex-girlfriend <laughs> from 10 years ago anyone who could be connected that that the 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 media was just rabid to talk to yeah i'm sure yeah and so that so just uh, just and pulling the ca- part the case keep going okay was anybody because i don't know if you get to a point where it's just so overwhelming it's like well everyone else is making money i may as well make money because yeah he texted me a month ago so I can sell this text to somebody. Yeah, I'm sure. Right. So that's, that's where it goes back to the monetization. And then someone yeah. gets uh, an agent and a media tour based on a text they receive a month before any of this happened. Mm-hmm. But because the connection of, or the, the friend that knew somebody who was at a party with the, you know, the person he was having the affair with. And so yeah. that's the whole thing of going, which you and I talk about a lot is once the smoke is cleared, there's a devastated family. There's a, a mm-hmm. woman who's gone and a family who, who would be prepared to have 50 people standing in your front yard with cameras yeah. every single day to watch you go to the grocery store. Cause that's what it's like. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, right. It's like right after <laughs> you go through the worst thing in your life. <laughs> right. Say, are they going to say anything the, the way they got into the car? I mean, that's because yeah. that, being into that in under that microscope of, she doesn't look happy today. She must have gotten bad news. And yeah, yeah. new, you know, news break, news flash. We watched the mother walk from the front door to the car. Yeah. Oh my god. We gosh. think she was on the way to the grocery store. She doesn't look happy. There must have been bad news. Can we please have an expert on somebody who looks like they got bad news? You know. <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds ridiculous, but that's some of the stuff that was like was like that. Or you see them being chased in a parking lot. Yeah. So, right? Is that is that but but then there's has to be an insatiable appetite as a public because you can't keep doing something no one watches. Right. And then it has to get bigger and bigger. Plus, I learned this other thing um, that the when we see these breaking news or news flash, they advertisers pay more for those. I believe it. Yeah. So then you they'll say, well, if you want to be during this segment of the show mm-hmm. at the 45 minutes after the hour part, we're going to do a breaking news. That's why every time I see news and I go breaking news, it's like, oh, the advertisers in between, I look at the commercials going, well, they paid more for that. (laughs) Just, yeah, just interesting. But that, but going back to all of what we see and we watch is content Mm -hmm. for advertisers 
to try to group together. So yeah. I have a question, which sure. you might not know, but given that, since the majority of people now have moved online mm -hmm. to get their news, so like on Twitter, do the advertisers on Twitter get, do they have to pay more for space next to one of those stories? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah. I thought, see, now I thought the, I'm just based on my own timeline because I'm yeah. so infrequent, but when I do, or like I tell you what I'm paranoid, I said, Jenny, we talk about Oreos and the next day I get Oreo Twitter, you know, <laughs> ads. Yeah. but a lot of the ads I think are tied to who you follow. I think so. Right. Right. But, but then but again, I sometimes I get some weird ones that I, you know. Yeah. But even at that, the, I don't know. I don't think, um, I don't think there would really be a way to do that because I do think that the ads, I, I have never ran Twitter ads, but I ran Facebook ads years and years ago. Um, and it was targeted to like, you pick your demographic right? and it's targeted to that. And I know that now, like they have special things you can put on your website and collect their information. And then they'll, you can target ads to people who have visited your website, mm -hmm. things like that. But I don't think that, and, and I don't know, they could very well do it, but I don't think that they can target the ad to breaking news or something, but they may be able to, I don't know. And I'm sure their computers are constantly because they're just tracking that information. Yeah. You know, how active, if we can pull on our account, how many people for how many minutes watched a video, mm -hmm. they can track, you oh, know, our movements. Anything. Right. Yes. Or this is what happens. Like when I go and visit my dad in Nevada, all of a sudden I'll get, I'll get Nevada ads. Yeah. If, if my location, because my location's on in my maps. Mm -hmm. And then I get very paranoid and I realize, oh, it's my phone, yeah. <laughs> but, but right. So there's, so, yeah. So I think that's, we're always being followed. Thanks for reminding me of that. Yeah. You're welcome. That's why I'm thinking. Uh, I'm here for there... the conspiracies. <laughs> that's right. How can there be unsolved you know, crimes? <laughs> Cause it's like, yeah, I, if yeah. Have, if you have a phone and almost everybody does, how can you get off the grid? Right. But what was really interesting in studying the case and studying the, the, the media behind it, there were new protocols put in for journalists and for courtrooms and for um, law enforcement officers for just this thing. When a story goes national, wow. what do you do? And it was about you know how the judicial ha um, system handles it because they were really trying to not control the type of information, but how frenzied it got. Yeah, where it had to be you know courtrooms because it. It really is a competitive world, of course, the media is mm -hmm. they want to get that story first and they yeah. and and so at some point there's only there's only courthouses so big that you can't cash in every favor. Every news organization yeah. is gonna have somebody. <laughs> but it also it's frightening too that you come to find out after the fact that certain things get leaked. And why would in an investigation mm -hmm. certain things get leaked unless the prosecution wants to bias the jury yeah because it's because it's those weird things that where you we talk about with cases we just will we'll post it's going to post next week um a story about someone who's exonerated but it's about sitting there talking about juries and what 
you know, what they come in with and what the voir dire is supposed to say, can you still be impartial to this case, you know, and follow the laws it's written. But um, we talked about one case where the person does interviews afterwards and says, I just, you know, I made a point to do it because of my experience, which you're not supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And then, but how do you walk into something that's, that's on the TV constantly, like the Scott Peterson case, go, um, how can I say that I don't know anything about it? Right. And I don't care if you're in the town of Modesto or if you're in San Francisco, how can you not be aware of it? Yeah. I mean, I'm in Indiana and I can tell you, I was in my early twenties and I would not have I knew about it, but I wasn't watching the news on a regular basis. Right. So, I mean, it was all over. Right. And I, so, yeah. So, so in your periphery, you knew that case existed. Yeah. And right. And then, and all of the, the, the big climactic things of the girlfriend, nobody knew about the mm-hmm. voicemails or the pretending, yeah. you know, he's at a, her vigil, the, the, the missing wife's vigil, pretending he's at in France mm-hmm. because he's living this double life. Yeah. It, it is a Hollywood story with it very really tragic, but really tragic, tragic because um, for whatever reason, because he, to this day, he still, he, he says he didn't do it. He, and mm-hmm. his appeals have been going and going and going and going. Um, they, As because they he had <laughs> the, right. He was, um, uh, he did it, it first was adjudicated with the you know guilty and then with the death penalty. Then that was overturned, and now he's trying to get a new trial because of that being overturned. And so I think as early as 2020, the judge said, "Yeah, we don't need to do this again. The conviction yeah. stays, but you don't you know you'll just stay instead of death row, you'll just be in jail forever." Mm-hmm. But there's still people actively trying to show that it wasn't him. Yeah, and which is their prerogative, and but the 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 amount of even as 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 late as or early as or the last time about 20 yeah march of 2020 the stories about the appeal and then more stories big longer stories about the whole aftermath of it all mm-hmm. you know they're still so almost 20 years later they're they're still creating content about yeah. it and again i go back to that uh, was one person out of 200,000 Mm-hmm. And like the, the big, another big thing was the city of Modesto it cost almost $3 million to prosecute it, wow. um, which is a lot of money, um, yeah. you know, for one case. And, and I, and then I just think of all of that media attention, all of those millions and millions of dollars in media attention. Mm-hmm. And I think about the 199,000 people who it's not brought <laughs> to their attention. Just, yeah. you know, it's just interesting. Just very interesting. Yeah. Of, and then and does it c- catch our interest? Because how do you gauge it? So somebody is saying, this is a case that needs to go national. I, I, outside looking in, I think it's a pregnant woman goes missing on Christmas. Right, that's the story. I mean, it's, yeah. Right. And like, then- wouldn't, Like you would be almost mad if you didn't hear about that. Right. And then, right. And then it gets juicier and juicier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? because now yeah. and then because because there's so much to the case of him doing the interviews and then him mm-hmm. thinking he was, um, you know, uh, pretty savvy. 
We've yeah. got right. So because the story did, because and that's the 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 other part of when the media media looks like they're working alongside because they're digging through the you know people's past mm-hmm. and looking at their social media and trying yeah. to interview everybody and their brother that knew them. Um, right alongside the police, even though they're not working with the police, they're just doing yeah. it for the content. Is well, and back yeah. then there wasn't there wasn't social media like it is today. Mm-hmm. There wasn't texting like it was today. Like right. that was things that you may, I don't even think I was texting in 2002. Mm-hmm. I, I maybe, maybe not. Phone, I don't know. Phone. Yeah. Phone time? yeah. Yeah. Right. And so. the thing I remember the big thing when texting came out, people were like, oh, that's a young person's thing. Number one. Uh-huh. And then nobody everybody just you know uh either misspelled things or typed in acronyms yes how long is that gonna stay right of course (laughs) forever and i always think it's a sign of somebody's age who like someone like me that spells out the entire word like i was like (laughs) people go you know you could just do (laughs) idk for i don't know rita i'm like what am i 20 Yeah, what I don't like is when people say out loud the acronyms, like <laughs> IDK, I, no, no, say the words, you're not typing, you're not trying to, to do, because uh, I know like when it first started, you had very, I think it was like 160 characters, so you had to get everything in in that right. little bit, where now you can type a whole book to someone, so. That's right, yeah, it's a... But, Oops. yeah go ahead so this is gonna kind of veer off track slightly but this reminds me um a lot of the um oh my gosh I can't remember the guy's name now in Colorado that killed his whole family but it was more recent Chris oh you mean um the the, the wife and the two little girls yeah yes what Chris Watts Chris Watts. Yeah. Um, no, because her, because her social media and her texting was a huge thing that right. made her friends know right. that something wasn't right. right. Whereas in 2002, yeah. Lacey wouldn't have, mm-hmm. she wouldn't have been that involved in it to where it would have automatically sent somebody. No, cause it, cause you, just like you know, anybody, right. If people are expecting you for, and then, and because the the family was really close. She was really close with her mom and mm-hmm. her, you know, extended family. And she was the one that everybody came to the house because she loved to cook. And so she was spending the 23rd and they had her on video uh, cooking and getting stuff prepared for Christmas dinner. Mm-hmm. So to so go, oh, I, I talked to her on the, the night of the 23rd. We were talking about, this is the mom talking about yeah. this and this and this. So when there was silence throughout the Christmas morning or yeah. Christmas Eve morning, and then the big thing that that he told everybody he was going golfing mm-hmm. and then but he told the police he went fishing when this whole thing went down oh. and then the the stepfather said wait i thought you said you were golfing cuz that's weird yeah because even though it's it, it, the berkeley marina right next to san francisco that that ocean is pretty rough so mm-hmm. in the winter time I just laugh because people think California, yeah, how rough it could be. It's rough, <laughs> it's cold, and it's 
it's just an odd thing to go. I went fishing on Christmas Eve. Yeah. In rough waters, but okay. I'm sure some people do, but so that was like the beginning of, Hmm. It, you either golfed or you fish. Those are you're right. So, and yeah. then, and the, and the big unusual thing, I mean, he was a huge golfer. Mm-hmm. That little tidbit we found out, you know, he, I think Phil Mickelson, the famous professional golfer, mm-hmm. they either were in school together or I'm not sure, but th- so everybody in the, it, it, it's like, so you knew the guy was a golfer, not, he wasn't known to be a fisherman. Yeah. So, so it's just like all weird, kinds of red flags, right? But then, <laughs> yeah, but because anyone would go, oh, that Christmas Eve, why would you go fishing? But yeah, it's not our thing unless it was a fishing family. So it's all these little things that you can in the end go, dude, you were really trying to distract people from yeah. what was going on. And then you just came off like weird. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that just goes to show that know your people. So, you know, when they're acting weird, you know, when something is off. Yeah. And, and yet, because of course they were married for five years and he, um, her family stood behind him for a long time in the beginning. Yeah, they did. Because, yeah. and, because come, and then something, and I, I don't have it all memorized, but I, re, I remember the press conference where the family came out and said, tell us where she is. Cause something, maybe yeah. it was the affair you know, when the girl, ex-girlfriend or the, you know, I don't, I, yeah. I just feel bad for everybody. Cause we, you know, to, to say their roles, but she didn't know that the guy was married. She didn't know right. until somebody said, Hey, did you hear about the guy that came to the Christmas party with you? And then she turned the news on and went, Oh my goodness. Yeah. How freaked out would you be then? Say that's a big thing to leave out besides you said you weren't married but now your wife's missing, <laughs> big thing to leave out. And then, yeah. right, putting it yeah. all together. But then she's thrust into the limelight. Mm-hmm. So of course she goes to the police, tells her story. And yeah. then she's doing a news conference. And then the whole thing is, just keeps growing from there. Just so it's, is that, what do you do when, you know, you're definitely a party to it, but then her family members and her, it, it just follows yeah. her. And then she's got a kid to protect and she's a single mom. And every you know it's like you want to say oh my goodness she came out and did the right thing by saying here's my story but then yeah, yeah it's just like regular person USA all of a sudden being thrust in that and then all the criticism she took because you know because that that's the other part just like putting yourself out there on social media uh people are not always kind <laughs> you know they're yeah. not always kind to say you yeah. shouldn't ever you know there's a lot of goofy people out there but Going back to the, 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 my analogy about the analysts and the Elks Club and the fire is that when you've got, because the media has an arc of a story because they want to keep you coming back, right? It's got to be sensational. It's got to be breaking news, newsflash. Yeah. So when they're working um, alongside the investigation and they're saying, we can't hold this, we're going to tell the public because we need a newsflash or breaking yeah. news mm-hmm. is that when the smoke clears, of course, when, and then we hear pundit upon pundit, people who are supposed to be experts. And, and this is just my theory is that this starts to kind of denigrate expertise to a degree. Yeah. Yeah. I right. Because it's like, that. you see these, you know, we have no idea who these people are, but they've been expert in something because they taught at a university or they taught, you know, they're 
a specialist and there's a million different specialists. But then they come on and say, based on something I am looking at in real time with you or information we're not supposed to have, but because it's media, somebody leaked it. Mm-hmm. And based on all this very limited information, let me tell you what I think. So then you go, oh, okay. And it's kind of the, that, I think that's where I just, I read an article the other day about the public's trust in media is at an all-time low, like really low. Yeah. Like that, like, it's really unfortunate. I, for me, I'll do this, um, read it, go, oh, that's really awful. Do you think it's happened? I'm not sure it happened. Yeah. <laughs> and it's sad. It used to be, you could go to one source and go, okay, that person has confirmed it, but it's mm-hmm. sources say, people who are, you know, familiar with their thinking, nobody's on record anymore. So I'm like, well, if someone can't just come out and say, I said it, or this really happened or show me a picture. Yeah. (laughs) Then it's, yeah. So that's, I, I I just wonder uh, what I'm looking through to say, is this part of the expertise? Because it does seem like a lot of news, cable news, any news, is a lot of people just pontificating about what they think about something they're not really involved in. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's like to be an analyst or a pundit or what they call it. So when you're looking going, well, in my day, and I all these retired police officers and detectives, <laughs> and that's what they, that's their new job. They're a media person. They yeah. have, they have um, an agent. They have, you know, a booker, they have staff. It's not- yeah. It's not just like they, you know, got in front of Zoom and said, let me answer these questions. <laughs> they are paid to create content. Because why would they come and give their opinion without being paid? Yeah, because of their, exactly. their expertise. So it's just, it, it's just really interesting to look at to go, we want a sensational story, but it has to, the story has to fit. So do they not show us stuff that doesn't fit the story? Art? Yes, I'm sure. Right. And if we don't show it, so when you, when you work hand in hand, with me, not, not on, you know, it's just happenstance that the, the police need the media to help inform the public of what mm-hmm. they want us to be informed of. Yeah. But when it becomes a frenzy and the media now says, we're going to do what we want and we'll burn every bridge that we have in every source, because there'll be a whole new group of people you can build sources with, you know, relationships with. <laughs> That's kind of, you know, I just, that's just one thought I wonder of going again, it has the, the Hollywood making story, but in terms of justice, is it really served? And does it create this thing of every single time we see this type of situation, is the husband always at fault? Probably. Right. Yeah. Probably most of the time. Right. Or, or is it reverse? Are we going to have to see the girlfriend? Are we going to have to see, listen to the tapes? You know, what if they, those don't exist? Right. What if it's just the wife who disappears? Mm-hmm. Still the husband. I mean, I mean, statistically, it's usually the person who knows you. Statistically, it's the husband, but. <laughs> it's like, I know, no matter what, but. <laughs> and if it's the wife, it's antifreeze. That's all. That's, that's how it goes, <laughs> right? So, so that's, so the question is, are these types of crimes, you know, beneficial to adjudicating the crime? And don't know. Those are just things I think about to go. Does it make a difference if we don't know? Does a case make a difference in the public sphere of, you know, of if it's a quiet case or, cause I keep going back to the last case you talked about that nobody knows 
about Ronnie Long until he spends 44 years in jail for yeah. a crime he didn't commit. Mm -hmm. And it's just a little blip. Cause yeah. I even had to, you know, research to do kind of the stuff for the, the video, some little description. And I think, so Ronnie Long does, didn't fit it because nobody knew about really, except probably locally about the crime when it happened. Mm -hmm. And then no one wrote about, hey, isn't this stuff weird? Yeah. That, so, right? So yeah. it's so it's, it's that the so it's like this weird balance of saying when it gets out of control when there's eight thousand million people's eyes on an investigation and it becomes a money making enterprise versus somebody who nobody cares. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's just 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 it's just real really interesting and just when we're talking about the judicial part of it is. Like I said, the media helps, but then when the media says, I, I can't be fed, I need more because this is how we make more and more money and careers. I mean, careers were made out yeah. of this, right? Yes. So, and then in the end, always going back to the victims of the crime because they, um, Vanity Fair has got a, a really nice piece. They keep trying to interview the parents of Lacey Peterson and the family members. They're like, uh, they went in, Right. They went in and they started a foundation for victims in Lacey's name. But mm -hmm. again, to have the whole case amplified on, and again, it's, it's double-edged sword. It's like, you want the world to know that your child is missing. You want the world to know. Yeah. Cause you please, please, please help us look right. Mm -hmm. The, but, but to not to live through the, um, the tragedy and then have to deal in the in the public square with all of the craziness like the step yeah one big thing that just broke my heart was um that played over and over here because we were local so things that happened locally to say we saw a van we saw this we saw that mm -hmm. and please watch out within so many mile radius so anything that happened that you'd be on the lookout for um it was on local news all the time but mm -hmm. The, the weird people out there that to that inject themselves in the case that say yeah. right that'll say it was Satan worshipers or it was this person and because that that raises the hope that you know they saw they pulled her in a car all these things that were just bogus yeah that also became part of the story and yeah. and I I just I, I just remember hearing this to say oh that poor mother that poor yeah. mother right because everything is terrible no matter what but then it's um i'm living on hope that she's alive uh -huh. and the longer it goes on everybody knows the rules after 48 hours it's not looking good uh -huh. and it's been a week yeah. and i still can't believe she's not because it does that you know it's just like every every interview you see of a parent you you it's not that not the thing is you don't expect it to happen to you you can't imagine it you can't imagine right. that that yeah. complete shock to the entire system mm -hmm. and then um and then on the periphery watching what's happening to scott yeah and then having uh, 50 people on on your front porch with a camera every day that's yeah. that's pretty amazing but that's that's really just part of um what it's interesting about doing this show but kind of looking at beyond just the case anybody can read about this case ad nauseum mm -hmm. one yeah. there's so many books about it by written but just that whole question of hmm and we'll try to keep pulling 
um, pulling on that string through our cases to say, does this benefit us? Any for mere entertainment, but when it goes on for years, because it's what's wild is happened in 2002, uh, her disappearance, he was convicted two years later. And, and then uh, in, in 2014, the, the death penalty was uh, rescinded through the appeals. But it still feels like a fresh story. Yeah. 20 years later that you yeah. could, that people know exactly, you know, because when we put the thumbnail and probably it'll get a lot of hits like a, a other names that are more recognizable. Mm -hmm. But um, just, just a food for thought to think about. And then also to kind of, you know, have grace for the 200,000 people on average that don't get any attention. Yeah. If you think that, yeah, you know, we get the yeah. Amber Alert every once in a while and um sometimes we have because we've got there's a network and i'm sure every city has it that it comes on tv someone with alzheimer's an elderly person mm -hmm. they call it a silver alert you know that yeah. they went for a walk and yeah. they probably lost where they're at and somebody needs to find mm -hmm. them but there's but yeah that's just it's it's just a question but that's what i wanted to bring to talk to you guys about if you have any thoughts on it or or uh, other cases that you'd you think are interesting or kind of in the same vein of looking at it beyond just the case, but kind of the aftermath or uh, of the all the chaos that's involved, um, just put a comment on, under the video. Subscribe, of course, we would love for you to subscribe so we can um, have at least two people besides us. So that's what's so funny. Yes. I look and go, we have three followers. One is me, the second is Jenny, <laughs> and the third is our first follower. But but thank you for listening, Jenny. Of course, always great to share these stories with you and um, and do the show. But yay, that's it. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. See you next time. Bye.